class is back in session. Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of students who are sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson. I am this campaign's dungeon master, and I am joined by my friends, my players, and you know it, my master debaters. What's up, guys? Oh my God. Welcome. Nice. Yeah. How's it going? Could not pass <laughs> it's, it up. It's great. The people in the listening audience can't tell, but I just made a really obscene gesture because of that joke. So thank you. I very mean, much. you guys annihilated everything, so you're very deserving of the title. You know, that is true. What did we win by like 30 something points? Something stupid like that? I had to mercy rule it because it was so bad. We mercy ruled a bunch of fogies. Your families must be so proud. Um, you know, they are. <laughs> Makes one of us. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> hi, I'm Brandon Lindsay. Uh, I play Cecil McNamara. Today's question, what young adult novel series did your character get into in middle school? Ooh. I would have to say Cecil was honestly pretty into, like, the Percy Jackson books. He tried very hard to not let his parents know that he was reading them because that's a big no-no <laughs> there's only one god in that household but <laughs> he really enjoyed the idea that multiple gods existed and they kind of played for keeps when it comes to like this mortal plane and now that he's actually experiencing some of that uh it terrifies him <laughs> my name is danielle grisco and i play brian tolkien uh, on this podcast um the book series, like just overall, that Brian um, is actually really into is actually the Nancy Drew book series. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. He really oh, likes Nancy perfect. Drew. The only thing that really kept him from going like full into the Nancy Drew series is that he just was not a fan of Nancy's boyfriend, um, that character. He just, he thinks it's a little unsettling and that Ned was never quite the right fit for just how intelligent Nancy was. Would Brian have been a better fit? <clears throat> I mean, Brian's still trying to figure out some stuff, you know, but in a perfect world, he and Nancy would be holding hands in one hand and a, and a magnifying glass in the other, riding off into the sunset. It's adorable. <laughs> Hi, my name is Andy Dinehart. I play Victoria Hightower. I think Victoria definitely snuck these books, but she was definitely an Akatar fan, which is the Court of Thorns and Roses, which is basically just fairy smut. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very smut um and that definitely tracks with her um with her style of stories <laughs> yeah but also so. probably dipped into warrior cats so speaking of warrior cats my name is riley wesson and i am this campaign's dungeon master and i read every single warrior cats book in middle school yeah you did uh, Actually, I mostly read them all in elementary school. Um, that was my jam. That makes so much sense. All about the clans of cats living in the wild. Cat guy. I named a stray cat that came to our house after the naming convention from Warrior Cats. Oh Amazing. Gosh. All right. Let's, uh... <laughs> let's go punch some things. Let's go punch Ready, some things. Ready, go! the last session, the students recuperated from the sudden disappearance of their friend James with their search for leads bringing them back to the hand. Noticing Ratness's reaction to the name, they pressed her on the subject and she revealed that she'd heard rumors of the hand's manipulative ways and that apparently she was last seen in a small village up north called Supperfield. With that knowledge in tow, the group headed out only to be mobbed by the frightened and confused populace of Boomerfield, and after going to the mayor to clear things up, engaged in a ritual of speech and debate with her and her advisors. 
After quickly breaking the system and wiping the floor with the boomers, the runaways came out victorious and the child labor laws would be overturned, leaving just one loose end, the many orphans that made up the runaways' members. After some discussion, it was decided that the gang would go clear out whatever was supposedly haunting the abandoned warehouse on the edge of town so that the tower could be emptied and refurbished as a new orphanage for the city. With that settled, the students settled down to rest for the day before heading out that evening for their final mission for the Runaways. And that's where we are now. So you guys have been chilling in this these hammocks in this oh, yeah. tree in the center of town, resting, and you guys wake up probably about like two or so in the afternoon. Uh, so you have a good number of hours before the sun starts to set and you need to head out to take care of business. So meanwhile, you can take care of any business you'd like to... Uh, handle now hey uh hey Bryn. yes i thought to ask this a while ago and i think i did but i never really followed up mm-hmm. do you guys have any like shields in storage somewhere that i'd be able to just snag uh todd immediately walks up he says oh all right all right uh let's see um calls out oi bill bill come on over here and one of the hideaways walks over or he actually he skates over um Sick. on a rad skateboard and todd says we need to give a gift to our uh, to our friends here. And uh, Bill looks at him kind of quizzically. And then Todd just immediately shoves him off of the board, takes it, snaps off the wheels and smacks on a handle and gives it to Cecil. He says, here you go. <laughs> Wait, is this a, a, sh- a shield? I mean, it, it can work like one, right? Uh, I mean, your I friend mean- over there is using a locker, right? What's- well, yeah, well, I, I don't know. We're just in guys. We're in fantasy land. Like I kind of beggars can't be choosers, man. Like just Victoria just takes out the two daggers from her boots. Think like she's gonna throw the the daggers at. Okay, Victoria, roll me an attack roll at yeah. disadvantage. Okay. Yes, this is my favorite. And she's doing this non-lethal as well. Yeah, a non-lethal dagger. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Um, so a twenty and a twenty-one. <laughs> you don't want yeah. it to be amazing. You don't want to actually hit him. <laughs> I'm specifically yes, going. Yes, we do. Riley. I'm going for the shield, non-lethal damage. I'm going specifically no, for the no, shield. No, you hit no, me. You're, you're going. You, you hit me. You passed his AC. Murder. Uh, yeah, no, Cecil, no. you get hit by a dagger. Yes, <laughs> that cuts at your clothes. Uh, roll me damage. Oh, I said what? Non-lethal. Well, you can still do damage. Non-lethal doesn't mean you don't hurt. <laughs> no. Non-lethal means you don't kill. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Don't apologize. This is hysterical. Oh, I'm loving no. it. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> six and five, so 11 damage. Oh, you threw two? Holy shit. Yeah. I threw two. I went <laughs> with my two daggers because I was trying to see if a shield worked. <laughs> Oh my god. Brian is truly not sure whether or not to laugh. Yeah, well, Cecil, your AC is now 15, but unfortunately, uh, Victoria rolled way higher than a 15, so you take yeah. 17 damage. Um, I am going to use my reaction <laughs> oh, no. uh, and use Valencia Swiftness. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to... Uh, Roll a d10 and see if I can deflect any of this damage. Okay. That's a 10, so... I think that means you negate all of it. Uh, yeah. 
plus dexterity plus your character level. So that's exactly 17. Uh, so these knives almost hit you and then you just almost inhumanly bring up the board and they both stick into this makeshift nice. shield that you now have. Nice. Uh, that's kind of, it's- It's like against my arm. Yeah, and it's it's like two and a half feet and like a foot wide. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a former skater boy, I'm going to also take the next couple hours that we have. First off, I'm going to take the daggers out, look at Victoria, and I'm going to go, here you go. And as I hand them back, I'm going to give her the middle <laughs> finger for both. Take these. <laughs> Todd's Don't just do like, that again. Noise. I would like to see if I could try and find a vendor. Yeah, can we find some place that's just a normal kind of like potions and wares? After this entire upheaval of this town's economic system? Yeah, I'm going to see yeah, if I can just find the back next- to the yeah. local economy. Exactly. No one's working right now because none of the children are working anymore. Well, then we'd like to rob the local I'd economy. I'd like to go loot. I don't think it's called robbing. I think it's relocating. Reallocation of resources. Yes. It's yes. a tax of the service that we have provided. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We've thrown off the shackles of this tyrannical government, and we did it for free. <clears throat> I'm gonna go look for the nearest vendor. Even I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go look. We haven't gotten to kind of like check out Boomerfield because we've been the done. first time that we were gonna go look for stuff. We got attacked by robots. So I'm gonna yeah. Go the, look. the actual story happened, and you joined the underground rebellion, and now you want to check out the boring town above ground. Cool. Yeah. Uh, roll me an investigation check, I guess. Can I also help? Sure. Okay. Because I'm looking to. I don't understand anyone's fascination with fucking shopping in D&D. Jesus. Dude, we need potions. Oh, look, I don't have any money in real life, so <laughs> let me live. That's what it is. That's a 14. Okay, what is it you're looking for? Uh, I would like to get my hands on some woodcarver's tools. Okay, yeah, you find this really tall, skinny dude uh, named Willis. He's, like, at a lathe uh, in a building... Uh, and just like making a table leg, I guess. <laughs> he goes, oh, hi, how's it going? It's going really well. Thank you for asking. Uh, we just, you know. Happy Freedom Day. We do what? Happy Freedom Day. You know, we cast off the shackles of the oppression and yeah. the rebellion succeeded. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that was great. Were you there? Uh, no, I was making this table leg. It's a nice table leg. Why, thank you. Yeah. Um, all right, how do you feel about your new... I almost said regime, but that sounds bad. How do that you feel? Sounds, that sounds pretty uh, under new management situation. That's I know, little, yeah. It's not really that because it's, you know, we brought freedom. Yeah, hence the term Freedom Day. Yeah, so how, how, how do you feel about that? <laughs> it's pretty nice. I can make more tables now. That's great. Like, like is this your business or is this... Uh... I mean, it, I was working for them, but now we're talking about uh, making me a uh, an assistant manager. That's honestly, that's that's nice. How long have you been here? Eight years. And they haven't made you an assistant manager before now. Well, you know, it was kind of a tyrannical rule that worked off of child labor, so it kind of makes sense. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. So, yeah, like it, like it makes sense because of the right, system morally, that was in place. it obviously doesn't make sense. Exactly. But, I, mean, I think you guys yeah. are just arguing yeah. the exact same. You're, you're I think this agreeing. whole section's going to get cut. <laughs> no, I, hey, hold on. We're, it's called role play. <laughs> we're just making conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice, especially because we're- You want some wood carver's tools? <laughs> I got an extra pair of tools laying around. You want some? Honestly, that'd be great. I haven't been able to work with, you know, proper tools in a while. It's, it, I'm a long way from home and I've got a full, you know, garage that my that my dad usually works in and I work alongside. So, you know. Here's some, uh, here's some tools. Thank just, you. just like grabs a bag nearby and just hands it to you. 
uh, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, take this and um, well, uh, ha- happy Freedom Day. Obviously, happy Freedom Day. Uh, hope you get to celebrate with uh, with you and your your friends and family. What time do you get off work? Uh, you know what they say: if you if you love what you do, it's not work. You know. No, that's true. So uh, that's good. But probably around six. I don't nice. Know. I mean, you should go. Go celebrate, you know? You don't get to celebrate freedom every day. Well, I guess... I yeah, mean, I'm hoping to have dinner on this table. D- well, you better get it You better get it finished before then, because then you won't have the table to eat it on. I know, I'm working hard on it, but people keep on coming up and talking to me for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Guys, I got woodcarver's tools. Uh, I can... Uh, this, no, this is, I can kind of make adjustments to... Uh, it was like watching paint dry. Now you know what it's been like for me. Every time we so sit painful. in that van and literally go anywhere. I'm 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 so sorry. I'm just welcome to the right side of history, Victoria, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Does anyone want a wand? Like a wizarding world of Harry Potter wand? Yeah. Is it just like a toy? How many do you have? Well, I've got woodcarver's tools now, so I can make Oh shut up! We can make our own. Yeah. Okay, I'm into this. Alright, have fun making your wands. What if we made, like, a spear and we could throw them? I can make spears, I can make javelins, I can make whatever you want. We just have- we'll have to get the spearheads, but we can salvage those, you know? Victoria walks off and finds Ren. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Victoria leaves Cecil and Brian to whatever they are doing, uh, and you walk over to, uh, to Ren, who's at this point sort of relaxing by the, uh, the tree in the- in the middle of the square, kind of taking account of various things and kind of looking over her supplies before this evening. I'll just go and like sit down, crisscross sauce in front of her. Oh. Okay, so you were talking about this warehouse. Mm-hmm. A- any extra info you could share about this place and kind of what we're in for? Uh, all that I really know is it was being used to uh, store various things. They built the thing back about six years ago, and they used it for a year or so, and then stopped using it after people kind of started to go missing up there. And again, every now and then they could hear howling and strange noises from uh, that area. So it's kind of a bit of a town mystery. I, I have a more serious question. Yes. When we were in the tower, um, I may have gotten a little upset talk to you and Ratness about someone called The Hand. That does sound familiar. Brian noticed a particular reaction from Ratness. I don't think she was being completely honest with us. And, well, it's incredibly important to my friends that we get home. And that woman kind of holds the key to that. I I, I trust Ratness. I've had great conversations with her. I, I... I do believe her and I trust her, but I don't know, maybe there was just a guard up. Something I'm very familiar with. Hmm. Ratness is definitely guarded. Um, she's had a bit of a tough life, if you can imagine. Honestly, as much as I trust her, I don't know a, a whole lot about her past. I, I met her five or so years ago early-ish in the stages of the rebellion, and um, she was fierce and determined and quickly rose through the ranks and proved herself. Um, But uh, she has a lot underneath the surface that 
even she hasn't revealed to me a lot of the time. It's a little, um, a little strange not having to worry about rebellion anymore, but, um, you know, it's, uh... It's a big change. Yes, yes, it's, um, interesting to not know what to do next, you know? <laughs> Always had sort of What that... do you want to do next? Like, wildest dreams, big picture, blue skies... What do you want to do? I mean, I've always been very passionate about dancing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe you could start a dance school or something here. Hmm. Might be something worth looking into. You think you could teach others? Well, I did manage to lead a rebellion for the past <laughs> eight years or so, so I, I would certainly hope skills. so. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, yes. Um. Uh, oh, I, I actually have something for you. And she reaches into her pack and she pulls out a book. I grabbed this in the uh, the tower. You know, we, the second floor was kind of littered with books and such. And uh, I uh, grabbed one. I thought you might appreciate it. Thank you. I've, um, I actually have a little collection going of books that I've tried to grab or find from, like, every city we've gone to. So. Oh, well, uh, maybe you can add this one to your collection. She's going to take it and she'll just kind of, like, look at it and thumb through it. Yeah, uh, she hands you a book titled Born to be Feywild. <laughs> it is by Veronica Quickflight. And from what you can kind of gather from the first, like, little insert and thumbing through a few pages, it's it's a kind of a biography of a young girl growing up in the Feywild who felt stifled by her parents and ran away to explore different places. And as you thumb through, you, you can see, like, a few, like, in some of the early pages, a few, like, annotations uh that ren wrote in uh and like some little doodles here and there wow thank you thanks for thinking of me yeah yes cool yeah awesome well um i i i don't know you know (laughs) how far away are they from brian in this moment like are we they're they're so far away from you damn no absolutely (laughs) i just want to know if i could just watch this conversation happening from afar no (laughs) damn i uh uh I don't know how much longer, you know, we'll be in town. I, I know Brian and Cecil really <laughs> want to hit the road. Uh, but maybe, you know, uh, before we leave, I, I've got like, I've got two left feet. But um, maybe you could teach me how to dance. Oh. Um... Plus, I need, to, I need to give you your clothes back, too. So, uh, you know, I should probably, should probably, <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I should launder them or, or something for you because uh, they're just... Uh, yes, yes, those. I'm sure we can find a, a place to, to wash them after you've changed uh-huh. out of them. And um, uh, yes, I um, I would love to. Great. It's a date. It's a date. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, that sounds, uh, I have a few other things to take care of. So, um, sun and breeze. Yes. Brian Cecil! She just... (laughs) (laughs) You leave her as she's a little flustered herself uh, and quickly goes over to deal with something else. She, like, walks around the corner and just, like, leans up against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Brian and Cecil, when you show up, are just, like, surrounded by piles of sawdust. (laughs) And... Are just like, uh, Brian is sitting down with his back to a tree and he's got like a bunch of small branches that he's tried to whittle the bark oh off of gosh. into wands. 
but they're they're too thin and so they keep like snapping and then he starts again and just has like a, a pile of half whittled snapped twigs to the right of him i'm standing off about 10 feet looking very just like disappointed <laughs> and like there's a much better system when choosing your material <laughs> brian i i thought you of all people we can go source material there's much better wood we just have to it's probably out in the out in the woods you have to find but i like this tree this is where we hung the hammocks i got it and she's gonna take out some rope and she's gonna find a branch she's gonna wrap the rope around and she's gonna hang on and just jump down <laughs> and try to take off that branch okay <laughs> sure yeah you climb up you tie this cool. rope around and you hop down and it kind of splinters awesome. off of the the tree and falls down to the ground with cool. you well here you go ryan Cool, thanks. And Brian grabs it um, and then like starts to work at it and then realizes that there's uh, Felix happening. So he puts his hood up and walks around the back of the tree and starts whittling it and creating another sawdust pile on the back of the tree. just kind of watches this exchange. She's going to take out one of her daggers. And she's going to throw it at Brian. and then she's going to look at Cecil. She's going to nudge Brian. She's going to start etching their initials in the tree put my hand up against the tree oh is this hurting you oh no i say to the tree uh, oh i don't <clears throat> it's a tattoo it's like a tattoo it's cool bro whoa <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah that's right i'm a real chill tree the tattoo idea i think really stuck with okay. the tree how you doing tree did you enjoy the the show earlier yeah it was uh pretty cool honestly are you i have a question are you What's up? How, okay, how do I phrase this without sounding like a total narc? On a scale from 1 to 420, where are you at right now? Uh, right now I'm probably, uh, like 69. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I high-five one of the bows and begin carving my initials in as well. And then after Victoria gets, like, Cecil gets his initial in, she gets her initial, she gets Brian's, and she, like, pauses, and then she'll put a little extra plus sign and put a j okay the uh the tree says to cecil hey man tell her loss is never easy but uh, uh the tree says loss is never easy people come and go uh, but people come and go but those feelings but those feelings and memories and, and memories they'll remain with you forever they'll remain with you forever oh my god tree that was amazing that was really deep yeah it's it's really hitting me right now ryan raises his get real philosophical brian you have a question yeah. yeah do are, you have... tell, are you telling me the tree? The tree's name is Tree. D- did you have a name at all? Uh, or... yeah. It's uh, it's Trey actually. It's <laughs> 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 so simple, <laughs> and yet I never saw it coming. <laughs> See, I thought, I thought he was gonna go there, but I was like, Riley's not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you That's underestimate Trey. me, my friend. Oh, that was so good. Um, Victoria will tell them like the minimal knowledge that Ren gave me about about five years ago. This place was taken over by something. Well, um, that something probably is going to get absolutely trounced because we're kind of badasses at this point. Yeah, I don't know. This just doesn't sound like surface level. It sounds like what we've dealt with so far, like the jackalwares, and it sounds like the the spirits that we've encountered, but I, I don't know. I have a feeling it's something different. Well, I, I mean, even if it is different, like we 
toppled a government. Yeah, we did. Um, you know who wasn't able to do that? The CIA. <laughs> We're better than the CIA. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna need you to say that out loud one more time and just listen to yourself for a second. Are, have we all forgotten the Bay of Pigs? That whole fiasco trying to topple a government. We actually did it. We toppled a governmental system that was already failing. Guys, the speech and debate is over. This isn't history class. I'm sorry, I'm still in it. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no, sorry. No, no. Yeah, yeah, Brian, yeah, you're right. Brian yeah. shakes it off and just starts chiseling. You see that, that that same mayor's assistant that brought it out earlier is like inching forward with the bait orb, <laughs> but then he hears you say that and he just kind of like scooches back away. So uh, if there's anything else you guys want to do like mechanically wise or anything else specifically before the evening i'm gonna do a tinker check because i might as well okay that sucks nope doesn't pass okay i wanted to see if the wheels are still attached to this shield so are the trucks still attached as well or have the trucks been removed uh the trucks are still attached yeah todd wouldn't have put that much thought into this okay because <laughs> i would like to be able to have it to where i could be able to use it as a skateboard still it's like a Healy shield skateboard. Exactly. That's cool as fuck. I don't care who you are. That is really You're welcome cool. to do so. Okay. Give me a tinker check. I'll say a DC 14. Okay. Uh, well, that's great because it's 14. So there we go. Yeah. You managed to make the, the wheels adjustable to where they will fold in. Uh, but with like a bonus action, you can click them out and ride the skateboard around. Yeah. I'm going to try and test it out and just try and do a couple of like minor tricks. Like I'm just going to try and ollie. All right. Roll me athletics check. Here we go. Not bad. 13. Okay. It's a little shaky, but you pull it off. Look, my, my skater phase was like a couple years ago. Jim hobbles up a bloody mess and ollie's next to you. Uh, and he rolls a six and he eats shit. <laughs> and he dies because uh, he was on like one HP. <laughs> <laughs> he passes out and immediately Todd comes over and gives him a greater healing potion. Oh, thank God. Oh, bro, you got to <laughs> You got to go like rest up, dude. You, I, yeah, I got to get some sleep. Man. Yeah, you're messed up. But a sick trick. Uh, um, you might also still it's be. It's not the only thing that's sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you need to see a doctor. Remember, remember my oh, whole speech my on health care. Go take care of yeah. yourself. All right, cool. Later, bro. <laughs> Later. I don't think he has insurance. I don't think anyone here has insurance, man. It's like a crumbling system. I mean, you're right, but that- Although, it could be argued that insurance in and of itself is a crumbling system. Based. <laughs> and uh, with that based statement, uh, <laughs> you guys pass the rest of the day, and the sun starts to set, and you meet up with Ren and Ratness uh, and start to head to the edge of town- you guys start trudging up this hill, and as you reach the top, you can start to see the entire city kind of laid out before you, and you can see the canals snaking through the buildings uh, and the docks way off in the distance, and you approach this wooden crumbling warehouse that you can't see any lights inside right now, but the sun has mostly set uh, and it is a fiery orange sky as you approach this building. Well, what's the game plan here? Do we want to scope this thing out before we really tackle it? Because I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to go scope Why it out. Why would we not gather some kind of intelligence before we take an action? No, I know. Mr. Smarter than the CIA. <laughs> it's a pretty large warehouse, right? Think like a very, very large shed. Oh. Like 50 feet wide and like... A hundred feet long. 
and they wanted to put orphans in here? <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> she nudges Cecil. Someone want to do an aerial view and the rest of us can just check out the perimeter? I can't do an aerial view. Oh, could you climb up to the top? Maybe. I could also just turn into like a spider. Oh, uh, ooh. Or something. Oh. Uh, how big of a spider well perversely or not not perversely uh strangely enough perversely yeah uh strangely enough um this spider has a huge cock no (laughs) oh my god (laughs) bet your ass it does we are children riley (laughs) well i'm happy to go check it out I, i can be a little varmint and scurry around Brian is already like 10 yep. feet away from them about to walk around the corner of the yep, building. Yeah, yep, okay. As I walk around, I would I would like to do a perception check. Okay. 14. Does someone want to uh, have a feather or like... I grab him by the shoulders and I turn him towards the sun. <laughs> it's setting. It's yeah, not going to go. work. It's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I turn into a teeny tiny little spider. Oh my gosh. But it, it's a spider that has very long legs... And a very small body, and anytime it moves, it skitters a no! little bit. A daddy long leg. Kill it with fire. <laughs> so you turn into a daddy kind long of. leg. Not quite daddy long leg, uh, but so Cecil turns into a daddy long leg. No. Uh, roll me a perception check. Mommy short no. legs. Uh, erase that from my brain, please. <laughs> and I scurry up to the top, and I'm gonna try and look for a way inside. Oh yeah, you find plenty. It's a really patchy roof. Nice. As you guys are looking around on the ground, Brian, you notice that the shutters on the windows, they're kind of hanging off of their hinges, some of them, and you can see like blood stains on them. Oh no. Fantastic. I pointed out to Victoria and I don't I don't say anything, I just I just point and I'm what, like what are Oh god. Does a splatter look like it's inside splattered out or like something splattered up against the shutter from the outside? Actually, you can see it on both sides. What if this is like Baba Yaga? This is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Or that. Baba Yaga? Why would you not just go for the simplest explanation? You know, Victoria, sometimes the simplest explanation is usually the most accurate. Yeah, but it's not as fun. Fun? There's literally blood splatter on the freaking windows. What are you talking but, about? Okay. Fun. Like a... You're officially the most terrifying person in this party. And Brian just <laughs> keeps walking. I take that as a compliment. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> So Cecil, uh, what are you doing up on the roof? Um, He's finding his way inside, and he's going to try and see what is inside and get a lay of the land. Yeah, roll me a perception check. I'm also trying to be stealthy about this. Very, very stealthy. You're a spider. You're a tiny spider. You're a daddy long leg, man. This place is filled with them. You're going to end up with a second spider family in a minute. (laughs) Um, Not a bad perception. Uh, 15. Okay. Yeah, with a 15, you shimmy your way inside. It is kind of dim in here, but you can tell you are on the second floor right now. It does appear to be a two-floor warehouse, and it looks like there's a few rooms, but it's mostly scattered furniture. There seems to be like a few crates with various items and such inside. And as you get down, you can see that there is like a bed there that is like very old and tattered. The blankets are kind of falling off and fraying does it seem like it's been freshly occupied or does it seem like it does not appear to have been freshly occupied it does look like it might have been moved recently ish there appears to be like a little dust trail on the ground next to the legs okay 
And then also as you're looking, uh, you see a few cobwebs and you see a little female spider that gives you a, a seductive little foot wave. <laughs> it's um, mommy short legs. <laughs> yeah, you see a mommy short legs. <laughs> um, I'm going to just kind of raise one little leg and wave it back and forth. Knowing what I know about female spiders, though, I'm going to stay clear. <laughs> Bite your head off. I'm not going to fall into that Very trap. Very selective breed of spider. You look right past her and you see a few other dead spiders behind oh, her. No. And she's just like, she's doing like a little come hither motion to you. <laughs> um, I'm going to. Riley uh, has clearly rehearsed that motion in the past. I just want everyone to be aware. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say over in spider language to this, this seductress. Uh. Oh, shit. Yeah, Riley, you didn't think that for Have you uh, seen any big bad beasties over here besides yourself? Mm, only you. <laughs> Continues to wave you over. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm actually married. I'm, a, I'm Ooh, No one has to know. Well, see, here's the thing. Um... <laughs> Just you and me and my cozy little web. Seems like you've got a couple other uh, ex-partners, we'll say. Don't, don't over there. Oh, no, no, no. These weak men, they bore me. Not like a big, strong spider like yourself. Well, I could be a bigger, stronger spider. Uh, Ooh, really? Yeah. And then it would be not so great for, for, for you uh, at all because... Uh, Ooh, are you threatening me? I like it. Yeah, I am threatening you. Have you seen anything scary in here? <laughs> Roman intimidation check. This is the worst porn I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's not hentai, it's something else completely different. Although the accents are about just as good, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's an 18. An 18, okay. Um, she kind of shivers a little bit. Uh, no, 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 uh, no scary beasties in here that I have seen. How, how many webs do you have around this place? Any spider with their weight in web would have this whole place coated. Ooh, you are very perceptive. Uh, yeah. My webs get ruined every now and then. Things tend to shift around. Things do seem to shift around. Yes, one can never expect what might happen in this crazy world. So why not live it up? <clears throat> Aside from your... <clears throat> <laughs> I want him to go for it so bad. He's gonna get eaten. Aside from your ex-partners, what things shift around in your webs? In my webs, uh, I use the occasional fly and uh, the occasional fool that sometimes comes into this building. Occasional fool? You wouldn't happen to be talking about me, would you? No, you look very smart. Thank you. It's, uh, uh, anyway, what other, what Those kind of- Those long, long legs. My, my, my. Um, do they leave after they come into this place or do they get ravenously torn apart by a dangerous beast? Ooh, are you looking to be ravenously torn apart? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you there. I am a human boy. <laughs> I'm not picky. Oh, no. uh, she believes him. You will get no more out of me unless you come over here and dance with my web. Okay, well, you know, this has been great. Uh, I love that I get to add this to the list of weird things that I've done as an animal. 
So I will see you, you around. You could add a few more. Oh, okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> As you scamper off. Au revoir. You know, <laughs> listen, I will say a lot of things about that spider, but she understood consent, you know? <laughs> I'm going to head down to the lower level and see if I can spot anything else. Okay. Uh, yeah, you move down to the lower level and it looks like more of the same. Just There's 12 female spiders just all in different corners. <laughs> you see, yeah, you see a multitude of female spiders that are all gesturing you over. Lovely ladies! This, uh, this bottom level does seem to be more like one big room. Okay. Uh, are there any signs of human remains? Yes, you do see a few human bones here and there scattered in some corners and under some items and such. Could I investigate those to see how long ago those... Most of them look pretty old. Okay. The rest of you guys outside, uh, you are continuing to walk around and you do start to hear a little bit of creaking from the warehouse. Um, All the spider sex that's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, it's like the building itself is alive. Why would that happen? I she's gonna cast message and point at where kind of Cecil went. I rolled a nineteen. Okay. Hey, bud. It's been a second. Um, we're hearing some creepy creaking coming from the building. Wanna maybe come join us? Uh, am I able to hear the creaking as well? Roll me a perception check. You roll a disadvantage because there are so many spider women calling to you. Could I could I make potentially a charisma saving throw to see if I withstand the whims? And wiles of these <laughs> sure. spider Make women. Make a charisma saving throw to see if you can block out the sounds of so many spider women calling to you. No. <laughs> no. That's no. a four. No. All right. Roll a perception check at disadvantage then. He's accidentally, we like, we zoom in on Cecil. He's accidentally in the middle of a spider orgy <laughs> and just can't quite. <laughs> well, that's a double seven. So that uh, that's a nine. Uh, you cannot hear anything right now. Okay. Um, Again, besides. Oui, oui, Camille, enchanté. Sorry. Oh, hello, hello. All French. Yes. Sorry, there's a lot of. The spiders in this place are. Uh, Ooh, a big strong uh, man. Kind of. Hold on. No, Cecil. Human women, not spiders. Come on, get back here. Okay, but you don't know if any of those spiders are actually druids in disguise as well. We lost him to spider sex. Okay. I am so sorry. One more time. Um, He says that there are some lovely little spider ladies inside that he is being wooed by. So uh, he's a horny teenage boy. I don't think we're getting him back. I think this is where we cut our loss, Brian, and we just I mean, I mean, okay, but hear me out. The biggest question I have here is, do spider women have four hands and four feet or like eight hands? Because that's a significant detail in this. Am I seriously going to message him that? Yeah, actually, would you? It's a very serious question. Brian wants to know if spiders have four hands and four feet or eight hands. Sorry, you're going to have to repeat that. (laughs) I'm sorry, you're going to have to repeat that. I was motorboating like five spiders, so... (laughs) I... Burn it with fire. Let's just burn the place down. You hear a nearby spider go, Ooh, come look at my eight feet. Look at these. Hello. By the way, they have eight feet. No hands. All feet. Oh, my God. What did he say? What did he say? He's motorboating spiders. What, what, what did he say? Was the... They have eight feet, Brian. I didn't want to know oh. this. I didn't 
need okay. to know this. All right. Well, see now, but see, that's important information because now we judge him for staying because like, I mean, I, I'm not here to kink shame, but feet are not my thing. Both of you guys roll me a, per- roll me a perception <laughs> so check as well. <laughs> 15. Fuck. Seven. Uh, Brian, you, you notice again that Ratness has been very, very quiet and is very nervous. Brian grabs Victoria's hand and goes, yeah, I mean, I, ju- I just, you know, I don't mean to judge a guy for, for doing what he needs to do. But, you know, uh, if you if you really think about it, then and Brian just is elbowed, like gesturing subtly with his back towards Ratness. Victoria doesn't <laughs> notice at first. She just looks down at their hands. <laughs> Have you ever? I don't think you've ever held one of our hands before. Could, yeah, so why would it not be significant in this moment? It's would very you significant. That's attention? really cool, Brian. Like, that's like... Victoria, I swear to God, if this is the result of me giving you feelings is that you stop paying attention for all of the what? shit that's going on. I swear to God, I will murder and you in your sleep. she just, like, holds his hand a little tighter and goes, what do you want to tell me, Brian? <laughs> Brian is aware that she's holding his hand, like, next to her face in, like, this sweet motion, and he just swings his arm Ow. with force up against her face Ow. and like rips his hand <laughs> pay the fuck attention to what i'm saying to you and he points behind him to ratness oh and i point at the building and i walk a little further around with brian i talked to ren about that earlier i, I mean ren what did ren say well i mean she said she's known ratness for a few years but like there's a lot of walls up and just that she doesn't know everything about her either and i know we trust ratness but but ren even was like why do we trust why do we trust ratness if ren has known her for years listen i've known my parents for like 17 fucking years and they've got walls up and i don't trust them so can we just pay attention to the fact that this okay. is a person that we have known know, for maybe a couple of i'm not saying we like trust her with our why lives. would you not have said this before we walked in this mission going on here and you knew that there was shit going on brian i i understand i agree I, we're, we're on the same page here okay fine fine what do we do when i if she had said anything else in that tower i i, I would have snapped brian i i would have threatened her and it would not have been good i don't think i'm the one to talk to her fine what fine i'll talk to her i don't even know what i'm supposed to say you are very insightful i think you can talk to her on maybe a non-emotional level. I don't know. Maybe emotions are not the way to go with her. Appeal to her okay. logically. Yeah. Give me one yeah. second. Uh, Brian. Um, and I, okay. Brian, okay. wait. I take his hand again and what? I go, maybe don't slap me next time. That's what friends do. Maybe don't pretend like I'm trying to hold your hand in the middle of a mission next time. It's you know? okay. Okay. It's okay if you do. I, I wasn't. I was trying to get your attention. It was a whole... Anyway, moving on. I, and Brian just starts to... trying to inspire you as you walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, yeah. Brian feels very inspired and annoyed and walks away. Uh, Brian walks over to Ratness. Um, Do you hear Cecil's having sex with 12 spiders in there? What the fuck? What? I know. I know. That's like 60 pairs of feet. Uh, yeah, I heard something about feet and something about motorboating a spider. What? Yeah. That guy's not right. I know. I mean, there's a lot of things about this that aren't right. What do you what do, what, what do you think should be the plan of uh, of attack here? I mean, you're like the tactical legend, right? I I mean, I I'm not really in the best mindset for this right now, but I That's know, okay. I guess... That's okay. You know, I don't think any of us are. We're all up against this thing. You know, I'm I'm trying to go with my gut and the very little information that I have. And so, you know, I I, I wanted to trust your gut. I appreciate that. My my gut's not really here right now. What what is what is here? Uh, roll me a persuasion check. That is not a natural twenty, but it is a twenty. Okay. You see Ratna's pause, and she looks down. Look, what's here right now is 
fear. Ba- back in that tower this morning, you brought up something that's a bit scary to me. Look, I I wasn't always like this. Gestures to herself. The hand turned me into this. Like in, like in person? Yeah, yeah, y- like years ago. When I was younger and alone and an orphan, I saw this rich, fancy lady and tried to steal something off of her cart, and she didn't like that so much. In response, she made me this. When Victoria said that this morning, it just, it rattled me, and I'm, I'm not all here right now. I just, I just want to um, give you kudos for, for being physically here, even when you can't be, you know, all here. We got to do what we got to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was like a really big confession. Like, I don't really necessarily have a way to bring this to a good area of like closure. That's, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I like, that. that's, that's like your lot, whole that's a lot life for me journey. To throw yeah. You. No, it's yeah. fine. It was invited. I, yeah, I invited no one's really it ever here. It wasn't worried about yeah. it before. No well, right. Really and I'm, I'm down to worry. It, so. I'm down to worry. I think I, we just got to take a step forward, you know, and, and frankly, I'm a little, I don't want to, um, <clears throat> I'm rambling. Uh, so you just like find Victoria and like make a plan? Yeah, I mean, I think we got to get eyes on whatever this thing is. I agree with you. Uh, and the only thing I'm, I'm going to leave here is, uh, you know, I'm not the only one that's that's worried about you, just for the record. Roll me another persuasion check. Fifteen. Okay. Wait, wait. I'm inspired. Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, gives you a nod. Thanks. Oh, sorry. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. let's let's. Do you want to like just walk in? You or oh, we're making okay. Got it. I mean, I I mean, we can just walk. I mean, it sounds like whatever Cecil's doing in there is not making much progress for us. So, well, I'm not sure it's making much progress for everyone if Cecil's doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> fair. It's a fair point. <laughs> let's go find Victoria. And make a plan. Let's, let's do it. Great. I walk around the building. I I grab Ratness's hand, and then I walk around the building uh, towards towards Victoria's. Good talk. Ratness looks like a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> with it, but she's just kind of going along with it. We um yeah, we talked, and we agree that we should save the Spider Women from uh, having to sleep with Cecil anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna cast uh pass without a trace on us. Okay. So yeah, as you guys walk in, roll yep. me a stealth check. I'm going to roll for Ratness and Ren as well. Oh, it's a good thing I did that. Plus 10. Plus 10. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Great. 19. 19! Hey! <laughs> Thank God. Ratness rolls uh, like a 32 or something. Amazing. And I think Ren rolls a 28. Okay, good. Cool. Uh, yeah, you guys walk in and you walk into this big room uh, and you see like this swarm of spiders in the center of the room. I couldn't even find a corner. As Cecil, you are you are being chased by a mob of little spider women. <laughs> oh, come here! I'll be a druid for you. Hello, hello, hello. Um, do I see my compatriots enter? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, would I? No. <laughs> They're too stealthy. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna implore. Uh, ladies, ladies, please. If you would like to get with this. Uh, 
I, oh, very much so. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. There's a little, oui, oui. there's a little game that we're gonna play. Oh, Have really? y'all ever played like Ooh, I love games. Let's Make a Date? That those kind of things. Ooh, I would love to make a date with you. Well, we gotta figure out which one is Cecil. I don't understand. Spider and he grabs a finger full of dust off of the ground and just goes <laughs> into the cloud of spiders. Nice. So, uh, contestant number one over here, what is your ideal date? Ooh, my ideal date would be you coming over to my web and getting spun up all in my silky, silky sleds. Okay, I'm kind of and into then bondage, I, uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right as you say that, you sneeze and you land on top of all of these spiders and squish them. Ah! And you see your very sneaky friends across the room. But as you pulse back into existence and thud on the ground, you hear this creak resound throughout the entire house. It's Monster House. Shit. I've seen this movie. I did not think about this. And you see the furniture start to rumble and shift Things start to fold up onto themselves, and I need everyone to roll me a constitution saving throw as you start to tilt out of this building. Oh, buddy. I mean, we are fucked, and that's for sure. Oh, dear. That's a natural one. Natural one? Uh, ten. A ten. Okay, um, Ren and Ratness are rolled a seven and a four, uh, so as you guys are crushed, you take four d10 plus four damage. (gasps) 23 damage as you are crushed and squeezed. And as you slip out the front, you see this building start to shape and morph into a sort of humanoid figure. As you guys realize that this warehouse is a warehouse. (laughs) Everybody roll initiative. I knew it. I knew it. I'm so mad that that pun was not more obvious. Dumbest shit I've ever heard. 15. Uh, 19. Uh, 7. All right. So you guys are all sprawled out in front of this large creaking structure that appears to have these long arms. And you can see out of one of the windows has slid one of the couches that was upstairs that has blood stains all over it. And the door on the front snaps open and closed uh, with a loud thud. And Victoria, you are up first against this warehouse. Okay. um... You know, I got to say, it's a good thing we didn't put children in this place. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to cast Shatter at third level. So it's a con save of 13. Okay. Which I'm sure it has a pretty high constitution. You would be correct. It rolls a natural 20. Okay. It is still going to take... So half of 13. Okay, so it takes six damage. And then as a bonus action, yeah, I will use my Cuddle Monster. Okay. That will be the end of my turn. All right. So next, that brings us to Ren's turn, and she will wave her hand over the stone on her side and activate her Blade Song, uh, and that will be her action. As a bonus action, she's going to look at Brian and stand next to him and be like, I'm here for whatever you need. And she's going to use her mastermind ability and uh, give you a health action as a bonus action. So you have advantage on your first attack or whatever you try and do this round. Nice. Very nice. And that brings us to Brian's turn. Great. I'm going to pull out one of my daggers and and just kind of look at Ren and go, okay, thanks. And I'm going to cast Branding Smite on my daggers, which means an attack deals an extra 2d6 of radiant damage to the target. Great. Also roll me a d20 before you do that. 14. Cool. 
And uh, so I'm going to take my daggers and I'm just going to try to like <laughs> into like the siding of the house on either side of the front door. Cool. Uh, roll me two attacks. You can roll the first one with advantage. Uh, so the first one is a 14 and the second one is an eight. The first one will hit. 14 so you can hits. Okay. Roll Great. Damage. Cool. 14 hits. That's lovely. That's easy peasy. For one we're, dagger, we're fine. So you roll a D4. Add your dexterity, and uh, you can roll 2d6 for your radiant damage. Um, That's an 8. Piercing damage. A 3. And a 2. God, this is rough. Okay. Uh, So that will do 9 damage total, because this warehouse is resistant to non-magical damage. But your dagger thuds into one of the support beams on the front, and it flashes with this radiant energy. And, uh, yeah, that will bring us to the warehouse. Uh, as Cecil is the first one that it noticed, it is going to take its attacks on him. Let's go. Let's do it. Bring it. All right. First one is a 16. Uh-huh. Second is a 16. Mm-hmm. Third is a natural one. So it okay. misses you Great. with its maul attack, with its giant couch that it uses as a maul. <laughs> But it will hit you with its door and its window shutter. Lovely. All right, Cecil, you take 16 damage as these window shutters clamp down on you and smack Guys, you. I love a good fight, but this this is going to hurt real fast. We're good. We're totally good. Where are you at? It's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know why it's coming out all high and squeaky, because I'm fine. It's totally fine. Cecil, as you say, it's totally fine. You hear from behind you, I'm sorry, I gotta do what I gotta do. No! And you feel a dagger slash into your ankle as Ratness attacks you. And the first one is going to hit, and the second one will miss. Listen, I just want to say I've played Ratness, and this was not on the character sheet. (laughs) (laughs) You take 19 damage. As Ratness hits you with a sneak attack. Uh, I'm out. And Cecil falls unconscious as Ratness turns to you guys and she says, The hand said, if I can take you out, she'll turn me back to normal. I'm sorry, there's there's no other way I can do this. I'm sorry. There are so many other ways, Ratness. We could team up. We could fix this. Uh, roll me a persuasion check. Thirteen. Okay. You see tears in her eyes. As you can see her hand, like, shaking from the move she just made. What can you do? What can you do? You've seen... There's strength in numbers. You've seen what she can do. You've seen what she's done to me. Fine, you want to talk about seeing what she can do? You've only seen half of what we can do when we're together. Ooh. Uh, You've already made one persuasion check so far, uh, so I'm not going to allow you to make it right now, but you might get to make one another turn. Yeah. But with that, uh, Cecil, roll me a death saving throw. Oh. Three. See, so that is one fail for you as that brings us up to Victoria's turn. You see this huge hulking mass of a warehouse in front of you, sharply contrasted by the tiny rat girl behind you with the bloody dagger in her hand as her body shakes in this ingrained fear that has stayed with her for so long. Victoria, what would you like to do? I'm going to run up to Cecil, cast Cure Wounds at third level. That's 15 points of healing. And roll me a d20. Seven. And I'm going to grab Cecil and I'm going to drag him away. Uh, 
if you do that, you will invoke an attack of okay. opportunity from Ratness. Um, then I'm just gonna look at her. Don't let us lose you too, please. This was not the rematch I had in mind, Ratness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have known her for way longer than you have, and you have no idea what she's capable of. But she she said she said if if I can stop you guys. Do you think she was telling the truth? She wants to keep the status quo. That's why I told the boomers their, our location. That's why I, I, I did everything that she asked. And she said, if I can keep this status quo, she said she'll turn me back. She said she'll make me who I once was, okay? She's and lying to that's you. all I have Ratness, left. you betray your friends and you'll never be able to be who you once were ever again. Brian, roll me a persuasion check with advantage. That's a 12. 12. Oh, she kind of flinches at your words, but they're still not quite getting through to her. It's okay. If we can get back to my turn, I can get I'm us out of here. I'm going to fucking kill her. That brings us to Ren's turn. And you see she is reeling at this revelation, but she turns to this warehouse. I've come so far. I, I can't run away now. I'm so close to achieving what we've worked for years. And these children deserve a place to live and to be themselves and to not have to worry there are other about where they're going to there sleep for a night. There are other places, I promise. No. This is not... She goes to attack. Ugh. She hits. We can take this. We, we don't need to leave. We can... Okay, she does 18 damage to this warehouse. Yeah. Rin is knocking it out of the park. Rin's got it. As that brings us to Brian's turn, Ratness looks at you and she says, Look, I told you everything I know. You said that we could do things together, but I've, I've, look, I've always been a loner, okay? No one's ever, no one's ever cared to ask about who I am or where I come from, so it's just easier to Listen, do things alone. I hate to break it to you, Ratness, but if you keep acting like this, you'll be doing that for the rest of your life, which, frankly, I'm not really sure how long that's going to be at this point. And I cast a hold person. Nice. Ooh, okay. Wisdom save. She rolls a 15. But roll me uh, another persuasion check. 17. I just don't know what to do. Then let us help you figure it out. Don't act like you don't know your options here. That brings us to the warehouse's turn. Fuck the fucking warehouse. Stupid, it's punny, and it makes me mad. (laughs) This warehouse, surrendering to its basest instincts of attacking the weakest of the herd, goes for Cecil. It should go for Ratness. I think Ratness is the weakest of the herd. First roll was a natural one. Second roll is a 12. Wow. All of those missed. I'm shaking. I roll like I'm shit literally shaking. all the time. I pull my wood carver's tools out and I'm like, I know all your tricks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to Ratness's turn, who- I put myself between her and Cecil. Looks at you and your, your determination to protect Cecil- and the dagger in her hand, and at Ren fighting off this thing, and then looks at Brian, and then rushes in to help attack the warehouse with Ren. Ah! Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. <sighs> we're fine. We're fine. I don't trust her. It's temporary. Uh, first attack is going to hit. Ooh, second attack is a natural 20. Nice. 19 damage to this warehouse. Look, I may have been a loner. But I feel like I kind of have friends on my side. And I'm going to trust you guys. Trust us. And that brings us to Cecil's turn. Okay. Immediately, you hear this guttural 
roar from deep below the earth as a spectral bear begins pulling itself out of the ground below, and everyone gets 11 temporary hit points. Except Ratness. And also, you have advantage on strength checks and saves. And then I am going to grab a fistful of leaves. And as I kind of crunch them, the leaves catch fire and a three foot long fiery sword appears Ooh. in my hand. Or I'm sorry, wait, I can't I can't do that as a bonus action because I did the other thing as a bonus action. It's fine. It was cool and all, but it's fine. I'll just uh, cure wounds myself. It's great. Okay. Victoria, that brings us to your turn. I am going to cast Bane on the warehouse. Okay. It rolls a 12. Yes, let's go. And then... And roll me a d20. Yep. 16. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Ren's turn, who, alongside Ratness, is going to attack and is going to hit 10 damage to it. Uh, as you hear this building creaking with her attacks, uh, that brings us to Brian's turn. I cast Magic Missile at the house. Okay. 11 damage. All right. You conjure these little spectral missiles and they fire and uh, you see a few spiders fall off from the top roof uh, as they descend to the ground below. Uh, And that brings us to the warehouse's turn who you can see kind of shuddering and shifting and you suddenly see the door slam open as furniture and items shoot all around you guys and I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw as this warehouse attacks with a yard sale. With a yard sale? 18. Five. 21. 21. Okay. Victoria, Ratness, and Brian all save. Uh, Fuck Ratness. She can die. Everyone else takes 6d8 of bludgeoning damage. Don't worry. I rolled like shit, like I always do. Well, I wouldn't say always, Riley. No, I rolled like shit. I rolled 19. So that's Everyone who failed takes 19 damage. Everyone who passed takes 9 damage. Great. Okay, uh, as that brings us to Ratness's turn, who is going to continue to attack and is going to hit. You have to specify who she's attacking. (laughs) She's going to continue to attack the warehouse. She is determined to help you guys. Uh, And she does 11 damage. That brings us back to Cecil's turn. All right, now I am going to take a handful of leaves and cast flame blade cool roll me a d20 that's a two. Oh boy okay. yeah i am going to go ahead and run up and take a swipe at the big old warehouse okay 15 that hits all right 3d6 fire damage let's go not too bad 10 points of fire damage all right flames start to flicker on this warehouse i'm gonna see if i can't back up 30 feet out of its melee. Okay, you're going to invoke an attack of opportunity. There you go. And it rolls a 15. All right, well, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to slam you with its maul, and it does 14 damage to you. We're good. As it comes crashing down on you. Okay, but I'm 30 uh, feet away, and you, you guys can all run away as away. well. Get out of melee. And that brings us to Victoria's turn. Okay, uh, I'm going to use... My last third level, and I'm going to cast Shatter again. Okay, uh, it rolled a 23, and even if I roll Bane, it's going to pass. Okay, um, so it'll still get that half damage, and I rolled 
seven points of damage, and that's halved. Okay. Yeah. You see, like, the little bit of glass that was on some of the window panes, like, shatters, um, and you see a few more spiders drift down to the ground. <laughs> Ooh la la. Uh, <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> and Ren comes up to attack, and she's going to hit with her short bow. Six damage as this warehouse is creaking and wobbling. Cool. Uh, that brings us to Brian's turn. Okay, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on Ren. Okay. So, 13. Great. Yeah, Ren perks up a little bit. And also roll me a d20. 10. Cool. As my bonus action, uh, because this is getting tense and uh, Brian's trust is really shaken, he doesn't know what else to do. He just grabs his cuddle monster real quick and just is, is just hanging out with it. Okay, that brings us to the warehouse's turn. As you see it shuddering and wobbling, and then you see it stand up. And start to walk towards you guys. Of course, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it is dead set on Cecil. You bet your butt. Let's go. Let's go. You As and it me, buddy. Goes to attack. Uh, first one is gonna hit. That's a nineteen. Second one is a twenty-one. The third one is a seventeen. As Cecil, you take. In case this takes you all the way down, the first attack does sixteen damage. So I'm at three, so what, what does the second attack do? 11 damage. Okay, so now I'm out, so the third attack... Will invoke two failed death saving throws on you. Mm-hmm. As Cecil is smacked by a door, a window shutter clamps on him, and okay. then a bed slams down right as he falls unconscious. And that brings us to Ratness's turn. Fuck. Who's seeing Cecil on the ground is going to run over. I'll kill her. I'm going to murder her. She's going to run over and try and make a medicine check to attempt to stabilize Cecil. She rolls a nine. So Cecil with two failed death saving throws. uh, What is currently running through your, your unconscious mind? Uh, He is, um, he's having a, a really solid basketball game in his mind. He's like in a fluffy cloud. Yeah, he's 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 balling it up. Uh, Cecil, roll me a death saving throw. Okay, here we go. Oh my god, that's a natural twenty. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> what? Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Cecil, in your mind, you are on the three point line. I'm gonna cry. Shoot and sink a sink a basket <sighs> as the buzzer sounds and you pop up. Conscious with one hit point. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, Cecil, you come back up as Ratness is trying, like, tears falling from her eyes. She's trying to bandage your leg. Get your, your rat leg. fingers out of my spine. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, oh god. Oh god. Uh, and that brings us to Victoria's turn. Okay. Just this pent up rage and frustration of not being able to protect her friends. She's going to cast Shatter again. Okay. Uh, it rolled a natural one. Okay. Okay. Kill it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. That's 12 points of damage. Okay, certainly not nothing. And roll me a d20. A 15. Cool, that brings us to Ren's turn as she is going to continue shooting at this thing. Uh, It's going to hit five damage, uh, and that is Brian's turn. Great, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at a second level on Cecil. Okay. Uh, You get eight. That's great, that's lovely. Okay, and roll me a d20. Eight. All right. Uh, would you like to do anything else? 
Cry. <laughs> Cry? <laughs> God. Oh, shit. Uh, and yeah. for the record, I'm still holding my clone monster and just crying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This warehouse bears down on Cecil. First attack is a 15. Uh, I'm, I'm down again. And there's two more hits. So Cecil is unconscious. It's an auto, yeah. The second one hits. It's an auto hit. I'm dead. Because I'm unconscious. Yeah. After the first hit. The couch falls on top of Cecil and shatters his spine as his life leaves his body. But as it does, you see in his pack a small strip of paper flutters to the ground that says... 90% of accidents happen in the home. Yeah, my fortune cookie breaks. And it shines, and on the back, in this glowing font, says Revivify. And if someone uses this... Yeah, I'll do it. It, uh, it can bring Cecil back. But until then, that is Ratness's turn. And she is going to hit. She does three damage. As this warehouse is looking pretty rough. And uh, Victoria, that's your turn. I run over. She just like mama bear throws the couch off of him. She like reaches up and clutches that like spinning piece of paper. Come on, Wifflepuff. And she's going to hold it to his chest. Okay. My house rules for Revivify is that you're going to have to re-roll death saving throws. But I will say you guys as the party can try and do something, say something to possibly give him advantage on rolls. So Victoria and Brian, as you guys are next to Cecil's currently lifeless body, what do you say to him? I I literally hold it there and I just lean down and I kiss him. And I go, <laughs> come on, man. More spiders to fuck. I don't know. <laughs> that's something to live for there you go okay with that Cecil roll me your first death saving throw with advantage you gotta be fucking kidding me are you serious you didn't that's a natural 20 <laughs> yes <laughs> you're lying you're lying I'm sweating oh my god I'm sweating so me much too. as Victoria's lips leave Cecil, his spine reattaching itself as he, (laughs) in very gym-like fashion, coughs up blood and comes up at one hit point. Uh, All right, that brings us to Ren's turn as she goes back to attack this thing. It's going to hit 10 damage to it. As shingles begin to fall, spiders are screaming, cobwebs are burning as it is starting to slowly collapse and Brian that is your turn cast sanctuary on Cecil ooh alright very good uh, roll me a d20 two uh, okay and would you like to do anything else yeah I wanna as I cast sanctuary on him I unzip my hoodie and I, I put it around him oh. <laughs> oh man y'all okay and that brings us to the warehouse's turn who has not quite noticed that Cecil is once Back again, up. alive. Cool. So it will attack the thing that attacked it last, which is going to be Ren. It's going to roll one attack that's going to miss. Second attack misses. And the third attack is going to miss as well. As she is leaping around it, jumping off of the couch that it attacks her with. And that brings us to Ratness, 
who's going to come up with her and attack. Fuck that bitch. He's going to hit. <laughs> and Ratnus does 12 damage to it. Come on, Cecil. As it creaks and groans, and Cecil, as this hoodie is draped over you, you slowly sit up, and it is your turn. What would you like to do? Okay, okay, okay. First off, I'm going to bonus action one more flame blade. Okay, roll me d d20. Five. We're good. All right. And then I'm just going to slowly walk over as the blade elongates in my hand. And I reach into my pocket and I pull out a coin. <laughs> and I flip it. All or nothing. Oh, come on. Why would you? Are you kidding me? Why? Roll me a d20. If it's even, it's a nat 20. If it's odd, it's going to miss. It's a 10. Cecil, you crit on this attack. Roll me 6d6. Oh my god. I just want to go home. (laughs) That is 32 points of fire damage. Cecil, show your work. Show your work. Yes! As I begin to just kind of step forward, my arms extend. The motes of flame that appear in my eyes begin to kind of glow at the soles of my feet as I raise up, lifted a little bit. The inklings of fiery wings appear, a glimpse at my future druidic powers. I grab the scimitar with both hands and I just plunge it, Jedi style, into yes. the building and I begin to turn oh. as the wood around it begins to just melt. Oh my god, yeah. You slide this flaming blade inside as the flames start to catch and burn away at this building. You almost start to see that it's burning away at like this outer shell, this covering of malice and loneliness and emotions that this thing has become as you see the ruined rubble of this building start to fall and burn away and as it groans and creaks back into the shape of a regular structure as this very normal, regular-looking warehouse remains on top of this hill overlooking Boomerfield. All this for a library. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, class is dismissed. D. Holland Dragons is Andy Deinhardt as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D. Holland Dragons. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see a five-star review from you, and even more so if you would share it with someone. Word of mouth is the quickest way that podcasts grow, and we would love nothing more than to be able to share this show with even more people. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And as always, our artwork is done by the incredibly talented Carlina Alvarez. A link to her stuff is in the description as well. Check that stuff out, guys. You will not regret it. Until next time, I know this is a bit of a random one, but I cannot advocate enough for cooking for yourself. It's just very, like, relaxing and therapeutic for me. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session.
we would like to let our audience know that no spiders were satisfied in the making of this podcast. <laughs> 